This episode of Monocycle, an episode dedicated to consumption, is very appropriately brought to you by The Real Real, a luxury consignment site where you could basically find the Celine trench coat you've been looking for since 2008 at like 70% off the sale price. That is not a statistic, it is a genuine number, it has happened. One time I bought a black double-breasted tuxedo blazer by Celine for $250. It was arguably the best thing that has ever happened to me short of my wedding day. If you shop today, you can get a 20% discount with the code MANREPELLER, no space. So you're welcome. Ka-ching, ka-ching, bling, bling, bling. Hi, and welcome back to Monocycle, a podcast by Man Repeller hosted by Leandra Medine. It is the first week of November, and as such, this episode makes the most sense to dedicate to our theme of the month. I don't know if you're aware of this, but every month on Man Repeller, we have a dedicated theme, and the content of the month falls in line with whatever that theme was. This month in November, we're talking about consumption. know how I record these episodes, but essentially what I do is record a voice note on my iPhone into this tiny little sound booth that is full of little styrofoam triangles that are like glued to the box. It's so small, it just about fits my head, and I dunk it in and I talk into the iPhone. But I noticed today, as I was gearing up to start recording, that every time I accessed my phone, instead of going to the voice notes, I would first go to Instagram, scroll like two or three times, realize that's not what I intended to do when I got my phone, and then X out, check my email, write a note, and then open my phone again. This happened like three times, which delayed the process of my beginning to record. And it wasn't deliberate, which scares the hell out of me. And the reason I think this relates to Consumption Month is because one of the things that I find most compelling about this theme and why I'm so excited about the content that we're planning to generate this month is because I think about how we consume all the time and in so many different contexts in relation to my shopping addiction, which no doubt I maintain. And when we talk about shopping addiction, there are also the very real ramifications of how to foster and nurture a shopping addiction when you have to shop at fast fashion places that ultimately have a terrible impact on our environment, right? So I'm a consumption addict in the context of shopping. I'm a consumption addict in the context of how I eat. I mean, we have hypothesized many times before on manrepeller.com that millennials are so obsessed with food because it is the most literal manifestation of how to experience. It is literally the consumption of experience. Restaurants provide energy, provide atmosphere, and the food provides something literal to put inside you and take away. And the final way I think about consumption is in the context of my relationship with the internet. Sometimes I think about my husband and I in bed before we go to sleep, and I'll look over at him and see that he's checking his phone, maybe looking at page six, maybe scrolling through Instagram, sometimes on Snapchat, and I really try not to use my phone when I'm in bed. Not for any reason other than that. The screen starts to hurt my eyes, especially when it's dark in the room, but also because I really do believe that before I go to sleep, I have to be communicating with words to my husband. The last thing I want to do at night is so not take a peek at what someone else is doing in that very moment. 
You know, back to the shopping bit for a second. When we had our December dump meeting, which I know it's very soon, it's not even really November yet, and we're already talking about December pitches, but one of our employees brought up the idea of writing something about the fact that she has to stop spending the entirety of her paycheck every single month. And I thought about this in the context of consumption, and I thought about it in the context of myself and my own spending habits. And it really has become considerably difficult to save money. It's just so much easier not to. And this is probably a tale that is old as time, and every generation has in some way fought with this exact dilemma. But with all of the vast opportunity that we are provided as a culture and as young people, how do you opt out of that exercise class and that after work meal or those after work drinks or that Saturday ride to a farm in upstate New York that cost $30 to get to and then $50 admission? Because these are the things that we consume as experience that we don't want to miss for one reason or another. Sometimes the impetus is really honest and sometimes it has more to do with the personalities that we are selling via social media. And this is the really unique thing about us, right? Is that for all of the consumption that's going on, we are also all in the business of selling in a way that is very unique to our generation. We're selling ourselves, we're selling our ideas, we're selling our energies. Kind of doesn't stop, right? And we're immortalizing the sales process. We're not just showing up places and presenting these identities to people and then having them disappear like clouds in the sky. We're canonizing whatever it is this sales process looks like in the form of frozen memories that are photos that are then disseminated to these social channels that are being used by billions of freaking people. Holy macaroon seed. My God, macaroon seed. What even is a macaroon seed? You should start a company for macaroon seeds. But I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, so I hope it doesn't sound like that. I know that every generation thinks that they're the generation that has gone too far, that has ruined the world, that has changed things forever, for better or for worse. And for the most part, that's pretty much true, right? Every generation provides a level of progress for humanity that can't be undone. And I do mean progress. And that's gonna be true for our generation too, but what's unique is that I think we are still very much in the changing process. And this is a really special and sweet time. Life is about balance, and the thing about balance is that it's never steady. It's called balance for a reason. Sometimes you head too far in one direction and then you reel it back in, and then you find yourself swaying too far in the other direction, and then you reel it back in. A really important and interesting reality to take into consideration is how vulnerable we are as a collective of people right now. When it's over, when we're older and we're talking about the next generation and how they're ruining the world, we're going to look back at this exact time and recall it so fondly. This time of severe change when no one really knew what was happening, but we knew that a lot was happening. 
and we're going to remember how we try to navigate and we're either going to be very pleased and impressed or quite embarrassed by how we navigated but either way we're going to recall it fondly we're going to remember what was important to us during these vulnerable moments and we're probably going to find that those things are still important because when we're vulnerable is when we're the most honest with ourselves and we're going to remember where we landed and we're probably going to feel really good about it but how does that how does the whole generational thing relate to consumption right well when i think about our generation when i think about who we are when i think about how we're changing it is so hard for me to not relate us to consumption like people want to call us millennials people want to call us gen y i don't know i think we are the generation of consumers and for every study that says we're acquiring less it just seems like there is no version of reality where we're not consuming experiences and brands and food and content and the internet at large and stuff more than anyone else has ever consumed in the history of stuff. There are more brands than have ever been and that is only possible because there are more people consuming from these brands. There are restaurants popping up all the time. There are a million and one delivery services and all of them are doing so well which means that so many people are ordering food all the time. It's almost like we're defined by how much stuff we have and how much stuff we want to do and how much stuff period you know what actually our generation is defined by how much choice we have and that choice is a complete byproduct of the vast array of stuff that we can consume and so that's it consider this a welcome to consumption month episode we're going to talk about a lot of stuff related to the internet and to shopping and to eating and really to anything else you want to talk about. I published a story yesterday, Thursday, called Has Social Media Ruined Fashion? The spoiler alert is that of course social media has not ruined fashion, but I definitely recommend that you take a look at that also. It's sort of how we're kicking off the month. Of course, if you have any questions or ideas, examples of consumption that you want us to cover, this is a topic that I feel especially excited and fond of. So I would love your feedback to hear what you're thinking. And you know how it goes. This is the end of the episode. You've just consumed. And so if you want to provide a five-star rating, I will be very happy to eat that. Signing off until next week, Malcolm Gladwell. I'm just kidding. It's Leandra. I don't know why our podcast editor always cuts this part. It's my favorite sign-off. This is revisionist history. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's monocycle. I'll talk to you next week.